So back to um, the chain of events that that led to um, led to my condition worsening by far, and um, all the confusion that came with it. So, as I mentioned in a prior podcast, um, you know, I, I start hearing the voices, and um, you know, if I'm watching my child play or I'm feeding my newborn, you know, like I would hear responses to it and I was like, no, you know, and I I kept thinking, okay, it'll go away, you know, it's just, just maybe, you know, I don't know. And, um, one of the only times that I, that I would have gotten to maybe try to explain myself was when I had called, I was trying to figure out what was going on and I thought, that my baby's father um, maybe had, or one of his friends maybe had something to do about, do knew about it or had something to do with it. So um, I catch a criminal impersonation charge um, trying to find out what that was. But when I was asked why I caught the criminal impersonation charge and did what I did to catch the charge, um, I was already in what they call the crazy chair because I uh, went into full blackout mode after um, after I was arrested while um, the man in the black SUV had had been in my room and um, no telling what you know but anyway I still um, and during the arrest I didn't know who he was I just knew that he had been in my room and I didn't know why and um, so that led to, you know, a blackout. No telling what um, happened during during the blackout. But um, so when I finally came to, and wasn't even all the way to, the sheriff at the time, you know, played the recording to me of of what I did to catch the criminal impersonation charge. And you know, okay, there's these voices and. Um, they're responding to everything I do, and I'm in the crazy chair, and I'm supposed to explain this to this man. And I could not yet um, even say what I thought the voices were because, you know, um, because if I was right and I was being watched and I said that, then even if I had more proof, that would do me no good. So I just, I took it. What was worse was that I never told my baby's father I was hearing them. And there were times um, during the same time that the white and the red truck were both in Madisonville in the parking lot across from my apartment, the same ones that had followed me everywhere for months and months. And I would come home and he would be walking around the apartment with a baseball bat, you know, and no one was there. So... And he would blast his music a lot, you know. I like I was starting to think, you know, oh my God, hears it too, you know. And I didn't want to fuel his paranoia, so I didn't tell him that I was hearing him because I didn't want to develop that, you know, shared that shared psychosis that would not have been good for either of us. So, so I'm keeping that from him. And then come to find out later. Oh, and, and he also starts um, destroying cell phones, um, 
saying that they're hacked. He ran over one of mine with a with some heavy machinery, and I don't blame him now. Um, no wonder he did, you know. And I I wasn't there yet because I was so busy, you know, with with you know I had a new baby and all that kind of stuff that um, I hadn't gotten to that point yet. But I I kind of had I I knew, but I didn't. I guess. But I didn't think there was anything to be that concerned about with the phones, because, you know, with the voices, too, I'm like, yeah, this is not going well. So, still hadn't, still hadn't told Michael, and, and you know, didn't tell um, DCS that, but what I did tell them was that someone had hacked into some of his accounts and were doing some really weird things, and he was locked up at the time, so... It was impossible that he had done it, and, um, and you know, that's what I did tell him. So, and then, when DCS tells me that, well, we think he's got the onset of a mental disorder, too. I'm like, wait a minute, I never said I had a mental disorder, you know, so there, there's some more fuel for that. Pot of paranoia, I'm like, hmm, are you the voices, you know? <laughs> so God so at this point I'm not trying to figure it. it's not a question of whether or not I want my children because who wouldn't want my children it's a question of um, whether or not they were safe there and not due to hit the situation between Michael and me but whatever was going on was it was it was getting real serious like people were following me as well um, all this weird stuff was happening. The guy in Madisonville had called me, and I'd never talked to him in my life, and he had my number and said that his cell phone was linked to mine somehow, and he had this app that said I was being tracked every, every like, six minutes or something, every quarter of a mile, whatever it is. Um, and I, I actually saw it with my own eyes, you know, and I, I'm in this whirlwind, you know, and I, I know better than to say too much to my baby's father because, you know, the last thing I, I wanted was to him to get as bad as I was getting. And, and you come to find out, you know, when it's all said and done, then he finally, he, he starts telling, describing it to me that he's hearing him too. You know? And, you know, the chances of he and I both developing a mental disorder like that at the same time are slim to none. You know, same symptoms, same everything. And mind you, that's when I was glad I'd never told him what I was hearing. Even when he told me what was going on with him, I still didn't, I didn't respond with, yeah, I hear it too. You know, and um, he started, you know, um, implying that a lot of people knew him that shouldn't and um, he was hearing these voices. He thought they were coming from his phone, you know, and it, there was one time when I had thought that myself. Um, it was it was slim to none that, that that would happen. There was this one time um, I was I was in recovery and I, I was still, you know, I was I wanted to keep him calm. I, he was terrified for me and I I didn't want to ask why because but I'm assuming you know, they were probably threatening me to him, and he, he was scared to death, you know. Um, but I remember he said, I don't know, I'm starting to wonder if they're Russians or something. And, you know, I'm trying to make him laugh, and I make up this 
come up with this Russian name and tell him I'm, you know, call him and do like a prank call. I told him I was Russian and he got so mad at me, you know. Like, you know, now, you know, now looking back, I'm like, God, what was I thinking, you know? Because, you know, when in a state of, you know, of how, how this stuff puts you, there's times it is too intense to laugh about it. But, you know, um, still to this day, I haven't, I haven't told him everything, you know, and uh, it would be hard to since he's in prison, but that, you know, so there was a lot of fuel that, you know, entered the, entered the terrified fire, you know, and it just kept growing and growing and growing, you know, and I kept trying to get through to people and I kept trying to tell them, you know, and then it got to where I couldn't even go in places. I was so nervous and I feel like my whole body was burning and I, I would even try to meet with people and try to, so that I could explain it to them. And, and I, I just couldn't, I couldn't gather my, I couldn't get my thoughts together to, to, uh, to try to explain it to them, you know? So. You know, on top of that, um, God, I had the, the other friend that, I'd been friends with for, God, 20 years or more. And then he was talking to him. You know, when he shut the door, it's not like he was harassing me. And he started, he wasn't himself at all. And um, I was like, oh, my God, you know, he's hearing him too. Kill us all. And then, um, once I got into recovery, you know, of course, I wanted to, I wanted to talk more to him about, about what was happening, you know, and find out and what was happening with him. And then he ended up passing away while I was in recovery, and I, I never got to do that. But, but yeah, that was. That was uh, who I lived with, and I threw the uh, the bug bombs up in the attic to try to smoke out purse. Because, well, that's pretty much all I had, you know. And once again, I, I don't know what I would have done if somebody would have came out of the attic. Like, he was asleep, and I'm in there in the basement climbing on stuff, throwing bug bombs up in the attic, you know. God of mercy.